I'm trying to do a radio program. I'm trying to do the Russell Brand show. Yeah. <laughs> radio X. This doesn't sound like a thing that's true. Russell Brand. <laughs> radio X. Hello, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. This is the podcast. Now you're going to get some real treats here, some real extra bits. You'll get your whistle wet because you might want to know, Matt. Are you actually going to have this vasectomy, or would you allow it to be open to an audience vote? Uh, yeah, I'd open it to an audience vote, but basically audience the vote. decision has been my Mate. wife wants me to have it. Her friend told me to have it. Hold on a minute, your wife's friend doesn't have input into the snippety giblets. Well, she wasn't, like, whipping me with a cane and go off to the hospital, but she was <laughs> saying you should have it. Because her husband's had it done, has he? No, he hasn't. Well, then why don't you cut his old winkle? They don't cut your willy off. Ah, come on! <laughs> You're <Nope>. being naive! <laughs> You've <laughs> <laughs> got a little action man's bald nubbin left. Mm. You've got that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Like a little man just knocking that. There's going to be like people. an on, you know, Matt with your fans. There's going to be like an online petition to like save Matt. Save Matt from the snip. Oh, stop eating when we're talking Hashtag about my genitals. Sorry, I wasn't eating. I was just enjoying what was left of the best of Matt Morgan's pipe. <laughs> oh, Hashtag save Matt from the snip. Yeah, save Matt Snipple. Well, that's that's leading, isn't it? What if it's like save Matt's S- wife from nearly dying? Further labour. Don't do that either. She definitely shouldn't. I want Katie to be alive and well and healthy. If we want a child, I'd years. be happy to adopt one because Ooh, there's loads from? out there without a family. You're going to get a different colour or going for a standard white? I don't think you're allowed to go for a different. Colour. Oh come on! How's the world to, ever going to get a better place? You have to adopt children of your own sort of. They should yeah. get unless race. you don't do, your a, own unless you do a Madonna and go to Africa. Yeah. go around get, get a Hulk cheap. selection. If I'm adopting, I'm getting a different colour for absolute <laughs> certain. Well, otherwise, good luck. Really? Yeah, Tricky. Good luck. <laughs> First of all, it will never get that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come around your house with a werewolf and bees loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, you, have you, is your house baby safe? Well, the baby seems all right. <laughs> when I left when it on start... the chandelier, I seemed very happy. <laughs> when they start crawling around... It's all changes, oh, does it? Yeah, you, you develop an eye for danger. Special oh, no. dangers like corners and electricity. And Plugs, yeah. My dodahedron tables Stairs. for the chop. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. I know there's got to be a lot of changes, but by Jove, we've made changes before and they've all worked out for the best. Cut your hair! No! Did we used to do a... I will, actually, I might. Do, why you? don't we do a competition... If I cut my balls off... I don't, I, want it, I don't want your balls <laughs> being your cut hair. off or my hair yeah, off. We could like, offer them as a, as, a, as, a little hat. as a competition. Well, we could put the balls on a mop of hair and yeah. say, Merry Christmas, one and all. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't make you happy, Nan, I don't know what will. Merry Christmas. Gee, why don't, we used to give your poems away, don't you remember? Now yeah. you just leave them lying there. Okay. Why don't you do a, comp- a compilation book? We'll fund it online. We'll sell them. I'll take 90% of the profits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Russell you all know and love. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to the revolution. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Should we do a comedy here? What? Yeah, do the best Stop one. Stop eating fruit. I said. He's picking up no more fruit. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a delicious bit of fruit, son. You've got to get your vitamins, ain't ya? <laughs> All right, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, what's done the link that you need? Gareth! <laughs> We're working! <laughs> Gareth's on the show now. Such low-quality shite. Well, I'm going there, bye. Yeah, yeah, bye. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, everyone. We love you, bye. Russell Brand. Radio X. X. X, don't give it to you. That must mean that you are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. My girlfriend said that, uh, that it's annoying, like, you... 
putting all these jingles and stuff yeah on. It's, it's very a, annoying it's annoying why yeah. didn't you tell me why We've, didn't we tried telling you we sent you emails wrote you letters we've had a little demonstration don't mind that one that was all right thanks i thought i thought it as well but apparently generally the general trend is excuse me one of annoyance i'm here of course with matt morgan hello everyone this is easter so who is resurrected from the previous week Mr. G, yes. or Mr. Jesus, as I've started calling him, out of respect for our Lord. You right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy to be here with all of you on this sacred occasion, even though we are trapped in a timeless bubble, recorded as we were in the middle of the week because we want to enjoy Easter together in some cases. Yes. Matthew, our families will even now be perhaps huddled together <laughs> listening to this, ironically this rolling our eyes. It's pre-recorded. Just explain that. It's good to admit that. Near we the are together. Hopefully, that's right. That's happened in real life, unless we're in prison, or maybe maybe there's been a revolution or a coup of some kind, or some sort of terrible, uh, terrible. I will still come Armageddon. To your house. Please be there, even if you have to crawl through <laughs> rubble and the fallen statues of once great heroes to get there. Ozymandias, King of Kings. Happy Easter, everyone! He died that we may live. And I suppose, in a way, even if you're uh, not a Christian, you could look at it as a sort of a festival of, um, you know, re personal rebirth. Just, yeah. just a few days off from work. You can look at it as that if you want. If you want to look at it in a completely secular way, it's a couple of days off of work. Or even the pagan festival of whatever it was called. Easter, Easterogen. Ishtar? Ishtar. No one knows. Ishtar. We don't know, but we know that eggs must mean something. Now, that's the one professional person in this room, Neil, who works for Radio (laughs) X. The rest of us are Johnny-come-lately, gadabout cowboys. But Neil, who works here... Over there, like Mr Bean. Knocking over his own bloody laptop. Matt, you're okay? talking about your tattoos from yesteryear? Well, like, just, I suppose, I suppose, prior to coming on air, the conversation, as usual, was like a salon in Paris in the 1920s. <laughs> like, some great minds, like a... Who's that? Sartre. Why? It's Mr. Darley. Oh, Sartre's coming. He'd be too young, maybe, Sartre. I don't know. He'd have been a baby in a pram at that stage. But, by God, he knew his existentialism. Even when he was a baby on the titterboob, <laughs> he still had a point or two to make about what was real and what wasn't and the essence of all that stuff. We were talking about, <clears throat> well, for one thing, tattoos that we've got and regretted. Matt, do you regret any of yours? No, I don't regret... Well, Mm -hmm. I always regret them after... uh, When you get home? Yeah, because they hurt. I don't mind the actual tattooing. It's the ache. The sort of... I like even the ache. Oh, what, that two weeks of sort of itchy pain. How Mm. many tattoos you got, Matt? Three. Just the three. And then also we're talking about the quality of fr- the, v- the varying and frustrating quality of fruit. Just now I've downed Hang on, you didn't four satsumas. All right, what you would say about three them? people in this room have got a tattoo that, that they... were from a former relationship, and now and the relationship's gone. Hold their tattoos up, good. but the tattoo <laughs> remains. Hello, Inky, <laughs> little Inky memory. Whoops, maybe it worked forever after bad, all. It's still part of your personal story. That's right, isn't it? We can't, you can't oh, yeah. erase the past. We're not book burning Maoists. We're not standing in Tiananmen Square. Torching yesteryear, are we? But having a book burning, we're not the Nazis trying to put a lot of knowledge yeah. up in smoke. Didn't you tell me last week about the pagans? When it, no, the people that took over, what are they called the Christians, Terry Christian. Didn't yeah. he burn a lot of pagan wisdom? Yeah, they did. Well, they did, didn't they? And they took over, and that's what the burning the witches was. You know, I don't think it was magic. It was probably like folk it might have been, mate. What stuff. about that thing we watched of Alan Moore saying that spelling, even language itself, is a kind of magic. That language and words can change the way people feel. Yeah. So isn't that a kind of magic? Don't, don't you think that like... Here's Queen. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really. Don't you, think, don't you think that like the fear of witches is like, it's almost like a, a patriarchal fear of women that have knowledge? 
I think yeah, so. Exactly. I think yeah, it's that, it's, mate. Yep. And yeah. that femininity should be at the forefront of any modern Britain. I've always said that <laughs> feminism should be at the forefront of Britain. Because, uh, yeah, because uh, female power, the power of creativity, even if you're th- talking about the feminine within the male, even if you accept such categories as male and female, the, the ignored, nurturing, creative power, not just of us as humans, but of me, Russell. Here's some, uh, here's some uh, general emails from you guys. You can send an email if you want, but I tell you now, it will be ignored. Russell, at radiox.co.uk don't text no, us or anything we'll be read next week, we'll be read we're next not week. Here now so don't text or call don't urgently text saying could you please ident- is that a kingfisher on my windowsill because we can't tell you I once saw a kingfisher do you know what the day after I heard about my, my girlfriend being pregnant I see it, I was down, I see a kingfisher dive into the river come out with a fish in its gob and I thought Ah, such is life. <laughs> don't you think? How do you know it was a kingfisher? Because I could see it. I was near it. I was right by it. I don't know birds. I know ornithology, mate. Why would I even know the word ornithology? I'm like a modern Bilodi, and that's truer than I'd care to admit. <laughs> Get down in the dumps, don't I? So, like, uh, yeah, I do know a kingfisher. They're a very distinctive animal, Matthew. Ooh, the kingfisher. I've seen one They've got in the this orange. Bit and the blue. Hang on, you thought a red squirrel was in Shoreditch. Hey, yeah, we can't trust so. you on nature at all. You, you guys <laughs> you guys refuse to believe that I saw a red squirrel. I've had a load of flack about that. Like this if would I be said to like some grey squirrels have a you, red hit, If I like said to tinge. you that I saw Batman riding a unicorn, you'd believe me, right? No, well, no, no. Or if no, I saw no, a UFO, you'd believe me. No. I believe that. Yeah, None so you believe it. a UFO, but you won't believe a red squirrel in Shoreditch. I believe you saw a UFO. Okay. But you don't believe I saw Did you see a UFO? Matt, you've seen one. I've seen I've seen one of them. Go on, tell us about your ones. It happened in one go. Mm. I was in Archway in North London where I lived. Mm. And that's where you once threw a stool in a bag out a window, isn't it? Yes, a stool. Yeah. Um, A wooden (laughs) stool. Um, I was walking along Archway Road. No, not... Where was it? It was Archway You're like Road. a nan. You're well, falling I, apart. I no, what was it? Oh, where's my false teeth? Just one? focus on the UFOs. We don't need to know right, about it. You're not the A to Z. We don't need to know everything about, oh, no, what day was it again? It's important. People would care because they can Google this. It actually happened. Go on. It was reported on. I was walking up and all the traffic stopped, right? Mm. And I thought, no, oh, here we go again. Looking at your calves. <laughs> Pulled my dress down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> people getting out of cars, there's people coming out of shops. And someone's going, look, it's aliens, it's aliens, mate. He was like a Turkish man mm. uh, coming out of a kebab shop. He's a Turkish and man. And I turned round and there in the sky was about six or seven or eight, I don't know, but orange glowing balls really mm. high up and there was a plane following them. Wow. And then there was a helicopter circling around right mm. and they were like they weren't chinese lanterns was is that what they said in the paper the next day well first of all in the paper in the ham and high you know that Hampstead and highgate thing of it course. said uh concerned people someone phoned uh the police, mm. and then they got back. Officer, I want to report a UFO. Get up there right now. <laughs> the policemen are dead. But the initial call, it said um, that the uh, air traffic control were tracking them. Have you found the story? Yes. Alex McAllister, 34, a market stall trader from Bregger Road, Archway, said, I just picked up my son from nursery in Bregger Road. I just come out the door when I noticed what was going on in the sky. Then he started to talk more normally. There were a group of them, 10 to 15. Matt, get your facts straight. Moving together. My first impression was they reminded me of a squadron of aeroplanes in formation, but they didn't have a proper formation. They were all moving at the same speed. I thought for a while that something was happening in the centre of London, but I realised very quickly that they don't look like any 
any craft I'd seen before. They were coming from north and moving south, and then they kind of stopped, and they were hovering. There was no sound. They seemed to fade away. I saw more coming, and then they stopped. It lasted about ten minutes. Yeah, so I saw it, and I thought, oh, my God, the whole of London can see that because it looks so high up. Mm. And I had a balcony, as you know, which I threw the stool from. Feces. And by the time I'd got up there, and I had no... This was like when phones weren't great at taking pictures, mm. right? But I still had a camera phone. Mm. I didn't think of taking a picture. I was so oh, in no. awe of this thing. Like, what do you mean, awe? You felt it a sense felt, of spiritual connection? Uh, it didn't... No, not spiritual. It felt threatening. Oh, Matt! Look, trust you. If you'd you have been, there. If you'd have been the little boy so out of E.T., E.T. would have starved to death because you wouldn't have let him use the fridge. I wouldn't have dressed him up as a woman and hid him in the toys. And why not? And why not dress him as a woman and hide him in the toys and give him a snack and take him to school him and let respect. him fly? Listen, <laughs> it was yeah. scary. I would have embraced it. Do you know it. why? Because all the traffic stops and people... Mm. And I just thought, this is a huge thing. This will be all over the news. Everyone yeah. in London must be able to see them. I got up to my balcony and they disappeared. And it was just like, oh. And then you start, this is the way the mind works. Mm, the I mind. then Matt's started mind. questioning my own experience of it. And the only thing that validated it was that other people around were reacting to it. Because mm. then I couldn't really see him in my mind. I was just like, maybe that didn't happen. So that's an alien mind, Ray. That was brilliant. That yeah, was brilliant amazing. stuff. Was Matt amazing. there. Matt just rendered a bit of information. And perhaps Matt was being punished for something. Something either in a past life or even this life. Because let me tell you. I'll do a segue. Instant, shut up. You're ruining my segue. <laughs> You're really ruining my segue. Because let me tell you, as, continuing what I was saying then about how karma is a thing. Instant karma. He's going to get you. It's John Lennon. Yes. Radio X. Russell Brand. That was Instant Karma by a man called John Lennon. Good luck with your career, John. We all back you. <laughs> <laughs> to the hills. <laughs> You're a talented lad, I say. Uh, listen, well, I saw a UFO when I was in LA, as a matter oh, of fact. Well, well, moving on. Hold on. <laughs> no, wait, wait a while, wait a while. I, I saw this UFO. It was see through. But, you know, like when How you. How did you see it then? <laughs> you know, when those things are floating in front of your eyes, floaty eye things that are a bit like shrimps. So you saw a floater in your eye? It was like that, but it was more Everywhere of a. Uf- I looked, the UFO was. <laughs> Even when I read my book. <laughs> <laughs> there was UFOs in, in my, my book. Bath, there it was on my winkle. It had landed there. I thought they were interested in me. <laughs> I'm really going to reach out to these guys and b- b- across the species. Well, what actually happened was, is no, because the fella that I was looking for my cat with, he saw it as well. We were Who, out in the what? garden looking for the Who cat. Who was the fella and what? He was the night watchman, actually, because it was in the days when I was living in, in Hollywood swashbuckling yeah. lifestyle. The and he was a night watchman. watchman. Right. He was watching, and I was out looking for our cat. Yeah. I couldn't find the cat. I looked up. Don't, ain't you seen this in films, when a UFO goes sort of translucent, but you could see the shape. I goes, what is that, mate? It was like a sort of a boomerang-shaped see-through piece of nothingness, but with the outline of a translucent boomerang moving eerily across the sky. I goes, mate, can you see that as well? And he said, yes, Mr. Russell, if my job depends on <laughs> <laughs> validating... Yeah, he saw a lot of things exactly. he was told to see. <laughs> and he didn't and, see a lot yeah, of things that he was not meant to. You never saw <laughs> no, that, did Mr. you, pal? Russell, I didn't see that. That's right. I'll give your wife steak nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so, so that, did he say it though? Yeah, he did actually, and uh, I did find the cat as well. So in a way, it was a great, great night because I found my cat, and I realised once for all, did you feel spiritual? Spiritual, connection? spiritual connection. I thought, hello there. But then, weren't you going to try and join some cult that said they were brought down by aliens? Do you mean the aliens? Yeah, oh, those. I didn't try and join them. All the time. I interviewed them. Desperate I, to join them, he was. I, I offered <laughs> my <laughs> services, <laughs> Mr. Rail. Could I be? Yeah, in Rail. Court? You used to go meet him, didn't you? I went and interviewed him. 
in Miami, and he was a he was an interesting cat because he believes he's been up to space and met Jesus and Mohammed and all that on the same spacecraft, which is a you know real one in the eye for people that want to have religious wars on that basis. Because up in space, everyone's getting on just fine, according to Rail. He was very nice, but they were a little bit of a sex cult. I mean, in that well, day, how didn't that suit your lifestyle at the time? Because <laughs> the, the documentary maker said it would be unprofessional, and I said, "Oh, come on, it can't hurt." They're offering, and he said, <laughs> "He said it will compromise our editorial policy." So anyway, they, no one wanted to broadcast my documentary about Rail and the extraterrestrials. There's a picture of me with Rail going up on the internet now. Have a look. Hello, says Dave. I'm visiting LA at the moment, and I'm reminded of when Russell and Matt lived there together for a bit. Can you please ask Matt what's the weirdest thing Russell did during that trip? Thanks, Dave. Ooh. Can you remember anything, Matt? Was I basically pretty lovely? That trip wasn't it like a period of almost a year? We were there ages, weren't we? On and off. The weirdest thing. I don't know. You used to have. Uh... Can I say this? What weird things can you remember? Uh, it was that slam dunk. Well, I just remember once coming home, and mm. you went when you've had like three different women at different places in the house. Wrong. Wrong, morally wrong. running between them like John Cleese. Oh, dear. Basil mm-hmm. Forty. Right? Amusing, but wrong. Um, and then there was always some guru or expert coming around to dangle a crystal over you. Oh, yes, those were the Do days. Do you remember the gong? Do you remember when we used to... No, that, I was, that, oh, I you was got pre-gong. That you were pre-gong I wasn't there times. when he got the gong. Oh, God. I thought always now. come in and he'd be like, shh. There'd be some assistant going, shh, don't, don't go in there because Russell's having his aura cleanse. All <laughs> oh, right, can I get, I just need to change my uh, clothes. I haven't been home. I just need to. Uh, no, 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 you can't. It takes 12 hours. <laughs> There's a lot of filth in that aura. aura. It's like rice pudding all over ever, a chakra. Did you ever have to sit in on a meditation session? Who, yeah, with Tage? Or? Oh, my God. Oh, no, What's no, wrong no. with those? Because you kept falling asleep. You kept falling asleep, mate. I was transcending to no, another no, dimension. No, 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 no. Someone was snoring in that meditation. That was Mick. Right. Of course, Mick's going to fall asleep if he sits still long enough. He used to fall asleep when he was driving the car. The man was a, he was a dangerous character, let's face it, behind the wheel. God love him. Don't try and change the subject into Mick. Oh, I don't want to change it into Mick. What should it be back on? Me, meditating with Tage when I had a guru. Those were glory days. Were they? I did that once and she made us go... That's Kundalini. Now, Kundalini yoga will help you transcend to another dimension. I say that these technologies, these breath-based technologies, these mantra technologies are tunes and codes to alter consciousness the same way a commercial break would alter your consciousness and possibly influence you into buying a product. And what's wrong with that, you might say? What's wrong with sheer naked capitalism? Let's have some ads. Russell Brand Radio. Those were some ads. Did you hear them? Were they delicious? They held up a sign. Russell (laughs) does a sort of breathless segue to it and then pauses and then goes, those were the ads. Matthew, that's... Very professional, actually. In a way, it is. I mean, you could mock me. It is, in fact, part of your job. Online dating site matches used users by credit score. A news online dating site matches you with your partner based on your credit score. Oh, that's horrible. That's mm. the least romantic thing I've ever heard. Surely I, you don't want to be with someone with the same credit score. If you, someone with even good, more or less. If yeah. they've got less, then you can lord it above them and their lowly credit rating. And if it's more, then you oh, give us a couple of pounds, would you, dear? Yeah. But, but, then, but, yeah, I suppose you could cancel out a bad credit rating if you got with someone with a good one. But have you ever Mine's seen... Mine's, I never have any credit. Well done. Don't don't no take credit. credit. Don't yeah, take blame. Means, isn't that a bad thing? Huey Lewis in the no, news! You <laughs> aren't, you meant to, aren't you meant to show that you can pay off debt? Yeah, no, you have a credit card and cut it in half and keep it and just then that gets your credit rating sky high. 
Right. You know, I once saw a person who could analyse your entire character by looking at your shopping, and that person was on a TV show that you may not have heard, because it's actually quite esoteric, called This Morning, fronted by Richard and Judy. Now, they had this expert on, and what they'd do is they'd look at your shopping, they could tell where you live and everything. they go... Really? Yeah. How much shopping? Five, nine, twelve items. From twelve items, they can tell... Like, just from what you've bought, they can go, oh, well, you probably live in this area. Now, you might not believe this, Matt, but it happens to be an absolute fact. If you look it up, Neil, analysis of a person based on the items on their shopping Ah, list. Ah, local paper. From this, I can deduce. Is it things like that? No, it was just like some Jaffa cakes, can of sardines, Domestos, other cleaners are available. That's impossible. Mate, I'm telling you that in the corporate world, you can be... You can be categorised. So they don't even need to do that now, because people put all their information online. Tell us your... Yeah, no, they always ask you, have you got a nectar card? Have you got an out of tangerine? Have you got an amber? I go, no, mate, I don't want nothing to do with you. I'll just get my stuff and I'll be out the door, thank you very much. Now, Mm. good, good, I said good day. Take your hands off me. No, I won't be paying. (laughs) There's nothing down in front of my child. Get your hand out of there. Yeah. A news online dating site matches you with a partner based on your credit score, while other dating sites use various methods to match people looking for a partner. Creditscoredating.com cuts right to the chase and matches couples based on their credit scores. Members create a profile they would on any other dating site, including relevant information a potential partner might want to know, but it must include your credit scores. Couples then have a candid conversation about money, including their approaches to both spending and saving, focusing on how a potential partner handles a checkbook and a credit card might yeah, dampen the so romance. Oh dear. Yeah, but you know, that's probably for people who've been in terrible financial relationships. Right. You and you should be a bit more up loads it. of people who've had. Yeah. Yeah, because whoever would join that dating site, they've probably had a bad yeah. experience before and they figured, I'm not so, going to get burnt again. Yeah, so they must all have good credit ratings. It's interesting, isn't it, what you select to be the defining bits of information about yourself. Perhaps you'll say it's your star sign, your hair colour, your love of the Lord this Easter Sunday, or perhaps it could be your credit score. Me, myself, have always been a bit of a romantic. Dear Russell, do you want to borrow a picture of my cat, says Jennifer, enjoying the sun until you have your photo shoot to replace the image you don't like? The answer is a resounding yes. From now on, I'd like this picture of Jennifer's basking cat to replace the image of me as an elderly, trouserless vampire perched (laughs) over a logo. There you are, Neil. If you can bear it, could you make that my new logos? So that now will appear. Thank you, Jennifer, for protecting me from my werewolf self. That's why I'm most, most grateful of that. Okay, now, you know one of the reasons I'm doing this show is because I am reaching out to you, the British public, whose country I am touring, a country that we're all proud of, wherever we was born, whoever we are, whatever we believe in. Yeah, I'm on tour, aren't I? Have I got some stuff? That gig in Dartford was mental. Your parents come, Bob and Sue. My my dad. What did he say? Mum and dad said it was really good, very good, great tour, and everyone should go, they said, in the whole country. (laughs) (laughs) What nice parents they are. But my dad said, right mm. my mum said actually it was really funny the bit where he talks about a private midwife right my private now, you've midwife. never mentioned that to me. you mid- made out that you went to an nhs i did hospital go to an nhs, NHS hospital baby. i did have an you nhs baby midwife. i'd already paid for her i've told you that haven't i i've never heard this all right what, well, what happened? happened was, is I wanted a home birth, because I don't like going out. Who's, what's it got to do with you? I wanted a home birth. Exactly. That's how I lost the argument. <laughs> what did Laura Due want? to the absence of my own uterus, <laughs> vagina, and ability to nurture and grow a child, I was denied my right to have the birth that I wanted. <laughs> Laura said of the football. <laughs> Laura wanted a water birth, and Laura had a water birth. We, were, we looked at that, like, we were thinking about, like, going to a posh hospital, and we watched the TV programme about it, and it did not oh, look Oh, yeah, good. I saw that posh hospital oh, it was upsetting. TV programme. 
Because basically, if anything goes wrong, they take you to an NHS hospital. You might as well go there first. And also, we went to that NHS hospital because Laura got ill during her pregnancy, and I liked it there, and I felt better, and I was all right, and I was happy there. So we went there, and they had a perfectly good... It was called the John... They've done a good job of delivering our baby at the John Spires... No, John Radcliffe, Spires Wing, maternity to, wing. If it's NHS, you'd have to like sell the brand. Probably do. I bet there's a league table. I bet there's a league table. Will there be a league table? Far, you're, huh? you're tethered to how far it's just you can go, really. Logistics. Well, we couldn't go back home because Laura made, in my view, made us go to that hospital too early. I was still angling for the home birth right up to the final minute. We called up the midwife and goes, they're saying out with Laura. She's making a lot of racket. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a sobbing and a crying, complaining right, so and a leaning. Because you were going to do a home birth. That's right. Oh, okay. And then she comes and does weekly visits and all this stuff because right, my girlfriend right. wanted to do a thing what's called hypnobirthing. And what hypnobirthing means basically is hippie birthing. You know, don't <laughs> take no drugs, yeah, be oh, more cool well. about it, all that gear. Yeah. Yeah, so, but when it starts, I know. But she was hardcore, Laura. She went for it. I mean, uh, she went. She went through the pain barrier and many other barriers. Let me tell you, <laughs> that were keeping things separate. The children, in my view, remained separate. <laughs> 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 but how sorts of borders have walls come tumbling down? Yeah, let me tell you, intense, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's oh my mental. god. I mean, it's. No, I'd never seen anything like it in, in my life. The, yeah. What's going on, Matt? But perhaps we should have been a generation older. Those kind of men uh, that just stand outside. You know, have a cup yeah. of tea and a cigar. No, no, that's what I thought when it was happening. It sort of was women's business in the past. It's ladies' And work. you're in there, but I thought, you know... I, I loved it. I, yeah. I wouldn't loved have changed it in the world. But anyway, so that's all right. I'll let you off. But wasn't that awkward, bringing her in? Yeah. Because that the point of the bit of stand-up? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, it created a great deal of tension. And it's a very good punchline that I wouldn't squander here on a, on a medium <laughs> as transitory and as free as this no, one. I'll let you off for that. Yeah. No, yeah, it was just an original choice. And it was... I think it was Blue Peter. Peter Duncan's missus was the head of the place that we got the midwife off of. They were ever so nice series of South African women coming around the house telling us what's what and how to stand and how to get your leg up and how to squizzle out a kiddly wink. <laughs> but, but in the end, Laura wanted to have it down. I mean, I of course wanted to. The NHS has done a bloody good job. The midwives that were there, they're like, like battle-hardened women. They've seen everything. They're not bothered by my personality. You go through their shifts, don't you? So one comes yeah. on, looks after you, and then she goes and another one comes. And then you can hear other people doing a baby in another room. You're like, this is the most important moment of my life. This is it. This is what's happening. And someone else is just doing it in the next room, aren't they? They're just going, spit mad when you try it, <clears> when it all calms down and then you can hear ah! in the next room yeah, they give you the baby a bit too quick with not enough instructions I was very focused yeah. on the labour so I didn't think immediately after you're a parent now take it away clean it see it in a couple of months just to walk yeah, yeah. put like a little a Vicks- suit on it yeah and there you go there's <laughs> your baby you, don't they? that's Teach what they're meant to, to though, apparently yeah psychologically the longer they hang on to it yeah, the, the taller I become. <laughs> like, I was straight in charge of my one. Like I was on my own with it because Laura was too knackered from doing a baby. So oh. I was like looking after it, working out how to carry it, looking up on the internet how to tie up and swaddle it. I've not got attached. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see first of all how good it is in arithmetic before we start thinking of names or any of that business. And as I said to oh, the child himself, no, don't do no, it. Don't no, no I will, I will. Is. This is my jet. Are you going to be my girl? Girl? This. this. Is Radio X. Russell Brand. Well, <laughs> what was that we just heard, Mr. Morgan? I think that was Jet and Are oh, You Gonna Be My Girl? Brilliantly relevant. Man downs lobsters and vodka before ocean escape. That's all there is to be said on the matter, isn't it, Matt? I think that's just enough. That, all, I think that covers all of it, doesn't it? It covers the whole bloody thing. It crystal clear. New way to stop. Right, you pick a story. New I've got w- an idea. Go on. You know your brilliant groundbreaking uh what's that Tour. thing called Rebirth. no no podcast your, um, under the item, skin your item about 
helping. Helping, but yeah, not really yeah, helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a sort of story for that. Go on, I'd like to hear from that, my mate. Life. Go on, I'd love to hear it wasn't, that. It was, I was trying to be. What's the word? I was being nice. Go on. Right, and Good. Grown up and mature. I was driving yeah. along and we passed a bus stop and there was a schoolgirl, <laughs> there was a number of schoolgirls smoking. Right. right. They were about 13 or 14. Too young and I to smoke. Past, I went, smoking at 14. <laughs> my wife is American. If you say oh. that in America, oh, she's smoking. Smoking. She's really hot. That's 14. Oh, so she went to me. Oh, babe, that's disgusting. Oh, my God. And she honestly... Thought that you'd gone smoking at 14. And then I thought... And I thought she was saying, how can you judge them? You used to smoke when you were young. And I was like, what? What? For a so while. what? What's wrong with it? Who cares? <laughs> Come on. I called it as I saw it. And then I realised that it was like, oh, no, I wasn't saying that. And I got out of it. But... How'd you get out of it? Just simply explaining the linguistic I went back differences. Through a bucket of water. Silly girl. You silly girl. Here's a photograph of a long once been smoking cigarettes. Now look at it. It's a sloppy mess. You're all hot. <laughs> You're hot as hell. A lot of this. Here's my ruin it. It's because it's all smoking. Oh, don't do smoky bacon. Smoky bacon. Please, please. Murderer. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that does sound like you were trying to help, but you I were was. horribly misunderstood. You, were, in a way, though, you were just commentating, not like me when I generally try to help by unpicking a creature from the insect sticky tape thing on the roof. That was kindly of me. What? You say that as if everyone knows yeah, what that means. <laughs> Laura put this sticky flower, as it were, upon <laughs> upon the glass. Oh, I've seen that. And it lures the creatures. And I saw one, and it was such a lovely creature. I felt so bad for it being trapped there. And it had a conical snozzle. <laughs> a conical snozzle. And like initially, just its legs were caught on there. And I thought, I can get its legs off there with this pin. When I went and got a pin. Oh. I tried to pick it away from being trapped on the sticky flower. And I was looking at its life. I thought, this is not right. What would an insect Jesus do and I immediately answered that he question immediately answered that question by turning it into a fly that could never land <laughs> <laughs> but making it perhaps the purest fly of all time because it was never <laughs> cr- compromised by any other verbs but like it was a, it wasn't even a proper fly Matt it was a bit too lovely for that kind of a death not that I want to categorise what can be killed in that manner but this was a yes get on with it <laughs> I just picked away its little legs, but as I did that, it made it worse, and its schnozzle went in there, whoop, and its oh. schnoz stuck down. Then one of its li- little wings, and its wing folding in itself, I was picking, and you know, oh, this is going too wrong, it's going wrong, and I had to just fold it in on itself into a little oh corner of death, <laughs> and I felt oh, so no. bad, and I, I said, we've got to take these things down, man, we've got to take down these sticky flowers, man, and then I took down those sticky flowers, and I explained to my girlfriend, Laura, Laura, we can't have this there, they're little, oh, that's awful, to see what I've just seen. So in insect mythology, you are probably Beelzebub. No, no way. They would have known my intent. I also took it away. The road to hell. If this was the film Fight Club, where did you I'm the main it? guy. The bin where loads of insects go. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> Maybe I am insect Beelzebub. Maybe I'm the necromancer of the insect world. But I'm telling you now, I'm just a boy whose intentions are good. Oh Lord, please, don't, we don't have that record. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's what. That's the idea that made me conceive of trying to help, actually making things worse, which I suppose is basically could be the subheading of my autobiography trying to help actually making things substantially worse with russell brand that's what i was thinking then this is making legs torture he's dead do you think but had it it didn't look like it accepted its death to me matt it won't ever they're not intelligent enough to accept the concept of death i see silverfish in my house sometimes like normally like spiders or something you can 
stamp on them, right? Oh, God. Once they know, if you miss, the spider will just run around a bit, and then you have to, my wife's scared of them, so I have to kill them, right? Can't you just put them on a bit of paper, put them out of the window? Yeah, but sometimes you try that, and it squashes a couple of legs, and you just think, I'm not putting you outside like that. Come on, Matt, we've got but to be friends. fish are amazing. They're just... Resilient? They really want to live. Yeah. And they get away sometimes. They're pure life. Yeah. They love it, don't they? They're little slithers of life from libido. What have you got against them? They what about the ones that have got a pincher up the front? Earwigs. Oh, I love those. That's, yeah. They're darlings, aren't they? They're, they're adorable. I'd like to see a whole cluster of them crawling around in my armpits. Hi, Russell, says Cathy Newell from Sheffield. My brother's cat's been missing for weeks. Posters are up on lampposts and my nieces and nephews are upset. We'd almost given up hope of seeing him again. One evening I saw him saunter past my gate without a care in the world, so I quickly <laughs> went out to try and coax him over to me. It recognised its name... Hmm. as cats do, and ignored me nonchalantly and pretended it didn't know me. I followed it down the street to the when someone else's garden, several neighbours were out now to see what the fuss was about as my kids were cheering me on in the background. Wow. I pounced and I grabbed the little sod with it safely tucked under my arm. I carried it back to mine and locked it in my kitchen. I fed him pilchards and gave him a drink. I phoned my brother with the good news. He was on a night out. He came over slightly worse for wear. He left the doors open. The cat charged past him. I was pretty annoyed at his carelessness. But then he told me it wasn't his cat. It had the wrong eyes. <laughs> you stole a cat. You're a cat kidnapper, Kathy Newell Catnapper. of Sheffield. Good work, G. That is why we pay you to do poems. Some mad surgery on his eyes. Yeah, right. Back. He's had. He's on the witness protection program. He's had his eyes done. He's out there like Ray Liotta <laughs> at the end of Goodfellas, living just like a schmo. Matthew, you know what makes the world of capitalism turn, don't you? Adverts. Do them now. Mm-hmm. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. Well, I think I'm a little older and wiser as a result of having heard that, do you? Yes. There's no question about it in my view. Now it's time for traffic news this Easter Sunday. You might want to avoid the A4. Uh, there's all sorts of traffic in it. Uh, watch out over there. Watch that. Something spilled itself. Oh, now sit still. Calm yourself down. Thank you very much for that traffic report. Now the weather. Well, simply look out the window. It's delightful, isn't it? Ah, Easter. All the different religions, the Lord, however you see it, the light within us all, the glory of God, the ability to connect, the great joy. Right, Matt? Why do you go on about that yeah. all the time? What do you mean? What's wrong with going on about you, stuff? You, you, you didn't grow up in the church. That's what, make, that's what makes me laugh. You didn't have <laughs> did to... you grow up in the church? Yes, I, did. I did. I did all the tambourines. I went. You I, never the, had a tambourine. Did all of them. We had to run along the line the tambourine. <laughs> you didn't have to go through all that. <laughs> He's Mr. Tambourine yeah. Man. Yeah. What do you mean? What, what, in in just, Brixton? Yeah, just oh. the, the whole... You didn't go through that. I want to take you to like a 10-hour Pentecostal church. <sighs> Seems a bit long. How long can I stay? What's the minimum? No, you maximum stay, stay from the beginning 10 to the hours end. of the Lord. Yeah. With yeah, healings and exorcisms and Brilliant. testifying, you need to go through all that. I'll testify, oh, mate. I'll go out the front and tell people how much you I've come changed. Out of that, you will be listening to Tupac. <laughs> I, I will be rapping like him while I'm in there. I went to an all-black church thing in LA. They were holding it in a hotel for some reason. Their church had been closed down. They were from Inglewood, I think it was where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of laying on hands and people laying down on the ground. I was the only white person there with another white person I'd also bought. I guess that's LA for you. you so bought? Then, hmm? Bought the yeah, they sell them now. Very cheap. Very reasonably priced. <laughs> do, Under Obama. Do anything. <laughs> is it the night watchman? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Russell, this is absolutely <laughs> adequate to what you are feeding me. <laughs> Thank you. Keep your mouth shut. We're off to a bit of costume. we saw in the sky. The jelly oh. shape. Oh, yes, Mr. Russell. Well. That was definitely an anointing of you as the new Christ. Thank you. Thank you. Keep quiet now, please. I'm not sure about that accent. You're did right, you get, Mr. Russell. Did you get involved in the... Uh... Yeah. I wanted to see whether this preacher, who had quite unusual teeth... 
actually had the powers that the others seemed to imply he had by the way that he, when he lay his hands on their forehead they all went down onto the ground and what did you do Go on, do it harder. <laughs> I resisted a bit, mate. Oh, he did it to you, really? Yeah, I went up. What, you went up the front? I marched do up me. that front. Do me, sir. If you have these powers, <laughs> as you can do, lay your hands on me, sir. I'd like to new start very much. I'd like to and see the light. I suppose you had to fall over. And go, he, he, oh. Look, he pushed me head a bit. And right. I didn't do anything because nothing was happening. <laughs> so then he looked at me a bit like, come on, mate, do us a favour. And I oh, no, oh, this is good and stuff, this. Like, go on, down son. in the fifth. Patted me on the old bum <laughs> and down I went like an old smoking gel freezer. No, I went down, went up the back and then... Uh, but how was, long did you stay there for? Not long, not long. It was you got to uh, do the full... What, lark about and go, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, I mean, I could have done, I could have made a bit more of a meal of it, but uh, I weren't in the mood. There's another time I went to a church. Now, who were they? Eritrean people. And that was in Ladbrook Grove. That was good stuff. They called me out the front. And we, like, he, again, I'm the only white person there. I shouldn't have been there. I was meant to be a, a thing for drug addicts and alcoholics in the next room, but I was bored. I know all there is to know about that stuff. So I nipped next door with the Eritrean fellas. Little kid let me in. She was at the back running things off of a Fisher Price chair and a little Fisher Price desk, taking the tickets or something. She looked like she was doing that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. She let me in anyway. And then, like, they'd called everyone else up, and I thought it's probably my turn to go out the front. It was one, like, you know, they're playing some good music, and all the language was Aramaic or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was all different letters, man. They got their own alphabet up there. And anyway, I goes up the front, and the bloke grabbed me by my guts and went, do, do. Uh, He said, uh, What's he say? Do you feel the Lord? Or something like that. Do you feel the Lord? And he grabbed a bit of, twisted my tummy, mate. He twisted my melon, man. <laughs> he, like, he sort of pulled a bit of tummy skin and was twisting it about. And I was like, Oh, you know, this is definitely something's happening. And, uh, but that is, like, where he pulled and twisted, that is a place where I do feel things. The solar plexus. What? That's no it's, proof. Well, no, I feel things there. When I feel, say you feel a bit down in the dumps and a bit anxious or something, a bit like full of self-doubt, self-esteem issues, yeah. maybe you feel like, It was there, right in it's that bit. It's called the solar plexus. It's the no, it's lower. No, no, the solar plexus is where the ribs meet, isn't it? Yes. Gee? Yeah, that's your solar plexus. You're talking about your dontien underneath your... Yeah, but it was off to one side. Was it the dontien? I like the name of this guy. It. He's brilliant. One for all and all for one. <laughs> dontien is always ready. One for all and all for one. Helping everybody. Anyway, they said I wasn't to come back to that church again. <laughs> <laughs> they said I ruined the atmosphere with some of my... Uh, well, I, the thing is, is because of my culture, I'm not able to... I was. I thought it was a shame because when they were all... They were all rolling their eyes back and they were going... Oh! And all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, how is this going to end? Like, when's this going to come to the end well, bit? Can't and everyone goes stand at the back and watch, like anyone normal, instead of thinking, "I need to be part of it." <laughs> That's what they want. Yeah, they'll probably want me up the front, will they? they well, no, because someone looks my tummy. <laughs> they say we're looking at me in an inviting way, and I wanted to participate. But what I was wondering is how are they going to draw a line under this and go back to normal well, and get I think in a cab? You go to these places thinking. Any minute now, someone's going to go, he's here, he's <laughs> yeah, come back. Exactly, he, exactly. Well, it's, it's he puts his hair down yeah. and stands to the back with his arms out. Like looking that, all sad. Looking yeah. all crucified. Forlorn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I told you I'd come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at it, ain't it? It's, it's on me again. Happy stuff. <laughs> Once I was on holiday, I was on holiday in St. Lucia, as a matter of fact, and I, uh, I went to the, see the nanny lady. I shouldn't have been there because I didn't have a child. But she made much of me, the nanny lady at the hotel oh, in St. Lucia. Oh, the nanny, right, the woman who's the babysitter lady. That's right. And she goes, she thought I was new Jesus. I just went along with it. She goes, oh my God, you're back. You've come back. And I went, yeah. But, so that's actually happened in your life. Someone yeah. thought you were Jesus. That's right. It's happened several times. What were you wearing? 
Jesus stuff. <laughs> Crowd of fools, sheep. <laughs> Sad look. Look, this is Easter, so we should show respect for Jesus, and I do respect Jesus, and that's why I dress up as him and pretend to be him on holiday. <laughs> Not him on holiday. We don't know where he went on holiday. Records are scarce. I'm on Some the holiday. Some say he went to India. Some say he went to India, man, and that's mm, where he got this. But there's literally me. no historical record for that at all. That's the problem, lads. If you're going to recreate the life of Jesus in the modern day, you'll better sure as heck get your facts straight. Mary! Well, someone hold up a sign. <laughs> <laughs> or. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I was in my palm. <laughs> it was cool. in cold blood by Alt J's. <laughs> Russell Brand Radio X. Well, that was all some good, clean fun by us, the Radio X team. Not just me, but Matt Morgan and Mr G. Somewhere in the capital city of London in the year 2017. Who knows what will happen? You'll probably listen to this in the future, are you? You're those extraterrestrials I saw in my garden. You've come down to chronicle these shows into some sort of... Don't blink at me like that, Matt. That well, was a was cynical blink. It wasn't a... It was a blink that meant, take some time, take some air. <laughs> Calm it was down. a supportive blink. Thank you. Actually, I did feel quite supported. Historically, the first detailed description of the Dantian refers to the cinnabar field where essence and spirit are stored. It is related to the regeneration... And to sexual energy. Do you know why I know that word? That was brilliant. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, that is yeah, the, yeah. That's how to produce. You know that. You must know that Dantian. word. I didn't even know it. I never that's even heard so it before. And yet, man, I somehow knew what it done. No, that's the page one on yoga and stuff. I is thought. it? Dantian. Do you know when I, ha- I had to use that word, and when that entered my vocabulary, was when I was sent for confidence lessons by John Null, our agent. He sent you off to get confidence. more confident. What was yeah. wrong with you? You've always been confident. When I first started the radio, he said to me, Right, you don't sound very confident. You need to go <laughs> to this woman's house. That would shatter anyone's <laughs> confident being told to, you're not confident. I and I went to this woman's house, and she was very nice, And mm. then, but like, what I had to do was breathing exercises, but I also had to shake my bum like a puppy. I had to stand there going, Ooh. Ooh. Like that. <laughs> Did you do that in front of her? I tried to make it clap. It wasn't, <laughs> oh. it wasn't much of an applause. Saucy memories. No, you had to do. Yeah, it was really. I think it was about like making yourself look as ridiculous as you could and right? accept that. Yeah, but then she'd do this stuff. She'd go, breathe in, and there was just too much like imagery. So she'd say like, the sky's made of fire. Breathe the fire Ooh, down golly. into your dantien. Now blow it out onto a cold lake. And I was just hang on, what? Hang on, there's Where too is much this imagery. lake? Because yeah. that fiery sky would cook that lake, and it would exactly. just be vapour. That's my point. That's why I only went there twice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm as confident as you've, anyone. You've come back to almost swaggeringly confident, haven't you? Yeah. Well, it's, you know... It's like doing that, a radio I... show with The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, yeah, I was surprised you didn't know that word. Oh, I know. I might not even remember it now. Anyway. It's Just not be- the belly it's button. Beneath, it's beneath your belly button, I think. It's beneath my belly button. It's beneath it. This is from Brad. Dear Russell, first of all, welcome back to the airwaves. A few days ago, I was browsing the garden with my girlfriend, and I saw a large wasp's nest stuck to a plant for some reason. What a crazy guy. I reached down and knocked it off. Oh, Brad, why? Causing a large hornet to fly out directly towards us. Wasps or hornets? Exactly. Get your facts straight, mate, because they're very different. Very different creatures. We both bolted, felt instant regret, and my girlfriend asked me why I'd done it. So after pondering why I destroyed a miracle of nature, I grabbed hold of a tube of superglue, braved a now absent hornet, and glued it back on perfectly. 
Well, okay. well, he fixed the wasp's nest. He went back and fixed it. Feeling happy with myself, says Brad, I returned 20 minutes later to see a wasp crawling around the nest. It's still there now, happily tending its nest, and I'm in conflict, having restored nature, but given what we all know to be the complete... He says the word for an illegitimate child of the sky, a new nest. Cheers, Brad. I think you did a great thing there, mate, because who are we to judge the wasps? Do you know that wasps will apparently not come in your garden if you've got a brown paper bag screwed up and stuck up? Where'd you no, get honestly, this from? Where'd you get your from information? Life, baby. <laughs> That's not the sort of thing you get with your ration book. Old-fashioned Second World War. Screw up yeah. a brown paper bag. I'll tell you what, dig for victory. Got any gum, chub? You see those American GIs, they're worth a few, Bob. If you've run any gum drops, they're the ones to ask. Wasps in your garden, put a brown paper bag out there. Here's my scarecrow. But what's amazing about it is... That you'd think wasps would work on sense of smell or mm. some sort of chemical message, messages, sure. right? But they they just look around. And That's go, how they do. Oh, there's another wasp's nest. They just they fly off. They're just cruising up there like little yellow and black Fonzies. Yeah, just, just looking just for looking somewhere around. to go. Hey, hey, this place is covered. Let's go. I'm becoming a uh, beekeeper, actually, Matthew. Sounds boring. No, it isn't, though, because the bee is a remarkable beast. It is, actually, and they're dying out. No, they're fine. Now, they've got, I've got oh. this beehive. Don't worry about it. I've got this beehive in my garden now, but they've not been delivered, the bees. You hang get on. one queen. Oh, good, you I'm get larvae, drones, worker bees. They all hang out together. Now, do you know the wasps? They are sky, they're sky illegitimate children of yesteryear before we were judgmental about things like that. Because uh, they go into the beehive and really dust, right, rough up the bees. What, wasps do? I think bees go, were harder than wasps. No, they because as we for, all know, the bees die for it, man. The wasps just do the it. The bees fly off. are for real. Then bees are for real. Wasps, they're player haters. They're the player haters of the insect world. A bee would die for this SH. <laughs> A bee would die for this wasp name, wouldn't it? Like me. Can't yeah. believe you were out of place in all these black churches. I your, know, I fit right in. Street street guess, man. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> I'll die for this HI. Hey, mm, what's my name? <laughs> Stay free, daddy o. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're actually going to become a beekeeper. I am becoming a beekeeper. I've got a beekeeper suit, and a man's come around to tell me all about it. You've got to look after these guys. You've got to look after How them. How do you, you get you, these ideas did you go in your for life? The, did you go for the suit first before the bees? Yeah, because I couldn't get the bees yet because it was too cold. My girlfriend got me in for Christmas, the bees. And uh, he oh, come around, right. Anthony. He's a very nice man. He does Alex James's chickens. Out of blur. <laughs> So, like, he comes around and he's, he says, right, now, here's a lesson one on bees. There's a few things you need to know about these. They live in little honeycombs. They line up. Don't take too much honey from them and then replace it with sugar water, like some people do. That's not my way. I ain't the kind of N-word what would play that game. <laughs> what I do is I say they can keep the honey all for themselves. I'll just take the dribblings, the drizzles, the twizzly bits off the end. I'm not in no rush. <laughs> you know, I just want the bees you in the just, garden. Yeah, but hang on. Who wants bees in their garden? Stain, like you've got a baby. Oh, no. I bet you're going to get stung to death. <laughs> no, no, the bees will know. They'll look to me, won't they? They won't. They'll look to me. They won't care for they you. They step to me. I'll take them down and peg or two. I'll tell you that much, so mate. So you put a beekeeper's outfit on, mm -hmm. go out to your garden. To the bees. And then get some honey from your bees. Just a little bit. And then go back in your house. Daddy needs some probably sugar. probably some bees in your beekeeper's outfit. Because probably you one or two, up yeah. Properly. <laughs> <laughs> like I had it rolled up to the shins, <laughs> like I was going paddling for honey. <laughs> well, there's a, look, what I'm saying is they're very interesting creatures. When they lose their rag with a queen, they nut her off and make a new one. Do they? Mm, Absolutely yeah. they well, do. What makes they plot them against each other and stuff like that. There's so yeah. much like Game of Thrones in there. It really but is. Yeah, it is. And then they swarm. When there's too many, you they go swarm. any of that's going on, though. You'll Won't be like, I? 
well, you can't just peer in and go, right, what's happening? As if it's Game of Thrones. Can't have a little snitch in there. Like oh, a little snitch. Right, too. I'll, I'll give you a little you'll bit of honey. when that little needle, you pick that insect apart, with, you'll start <laughs> jabbing that queen. to weaken her. Now, listen, and watch queen, her overthrow. You may think it's your in charge, but <laughs> it's me what breaks the queen. <laughs> it's got a leak. All her queen juice is coming out. She's very weak. You need a new queen. You need a parliamentary democracy. Is what you need. Ooh, this guy stepping up jab there you go protecting the queen <laughs> feel like you want to take over the colony do you buddy boy try that for your wings come together why don't you <laughs> I'm going to stick one of these sticky flowers in there going to confuse you guys <laughs> now rid of me this baby yeah maybe I will play some mind games with the hive mind but what's wrong with that is there anything wrong with anything it's an advert Radio X Russell Brand that was some new now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Matthew, what are you saying that you want to get Noel to do? <clears throat> well, I'd like to, uh, first of all, get me and you to go to this thing. Mm-hmm. It's about Judas Priest. All right. I don't understand what's happening already. This is Russell Brand on Radio X. I'm here with Matt Morgan and Mr G and a whole crew of people holding There's, this thing uh, together. A friend of mine is running this thing, right, where yeah. Judas Priest, loads of tattoo eyes have decorated leather jackets with Judas Priest stuff, right? Mm. It's something to do with Teenage Cancer Trust. Good. Me and you are going to go to the night on the 27th of what? Private viewing of these leather jackets. No, 27th of what? Not of what oh, are right. we viewing. <laughs> 27th what of leather jackets. It's in? a new month. What are we in? May. No, it's 27th of April. football boot. April, and the next month is leather jacket. And then what's the next month after that? Turban. What's the next month after April. that? Pair of pants. 27th of Stop April. Stop treading on my Judas Priest bit. <laughs> right, we're going to go there. Calls his winky. They're doing three tattoos, <laughs> right? Yeah. But they have yeah. to be Judas Priest themed. Oh, that's right. what? Hold on, mate. Wait. That has to be Judas Priest Hang themed. Are you going to be supportive of Judas Priest? I am You're supportive. a huge fan of him. I do love Judas Priest. What's uh, the singer called? James Bracknell. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Halford. Rob Halford. Yeah. And that's why I admire him so. Now, why is it then that we've got to go there on the 27th of April and have a Judas Priest tattoo? I'm going to support my friend and also right. to probably get. Some, what day of the week is Well, this Friday? is what I wanted to do. Because it's for Teenage Cancer Trust. That's a good thing. That's a good Bully thing. Bully Noel Gallagher into getting a tattoo. Would he do that? Is it, I sometimes worry that Noel might be impervious to bullying. Yeah, I think so. Has he, has he shown any signs of get... being bullyable in the past? We did once bully him into singing a song on stage. He clearly didn't want to do, but we made him do it with pressure was... by having a guitar there when yeah, we did the um, radio yeah, show yeah. live in we the We didn't realise that he needed a capo to put the guitar into the right key for his voice or whatever I'm not I neither sure. realised nor cared all I remember was Noel Gallagher <laughs> screeling screeching away <laughs> like a stuck hog like a swine right into our eyes sold my soul for a glass of wine and said how there baby it was like a Betty Bloody Boo cartoon no, no he's brilliant really he's brilliant he's one of the great like, rock stars he's one of the great rock wasn't, stars he wasn't comfortable in that range or something I wasn't comfortable in that range I'd never called a cab so what, quick. Was, what was really funny was the way in which like the whole com- the whole audience's attention just shifted to Noel yeah. and Russ was getting like he doesn't know what to do with yeah, his face you don't know when that's happened yeah. it's, it's like not a right, chat is it? show You're right. some- it's yeah. never as good it's never as good when the attention switches away from old Russ you watch me on a chat show and yes you're right I do look a bit twitchy face a bit of a twitchy sister a bit of a bridesmaid like you couldn't enjoy the song you, just, you tried to come up with a punchline at the end I did as I recall I no, probably he, tried, well, he tries to look like he's enjoying it by going oh mm, yeah tucking his feet <laughs> <laughs> sort of going oh yeah I'm listening to some musicals <laughs> like a sailor doing a little 
hornpipe. <laughs> <laughs> like in Sesame Street where they're singing a song, like some Muppet in the background. You know? yeah. Don't you reduce me <laughs> to a member of Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Is it good? It's on Netflix. Is it any good? My son likes it. It's still good? working it. It's good. Yeah, nah, they've got. It what? is good. The Cookie Monster stuff they're doing is hilarious. Amazing. He's not it's even funny. got a throat. He's funny. What do you mean? I know he throws biscuits at his face. You might as well stop it. Stop it. You've got no throat. They could have just. I think they could have made a, a throat. bit of a throat. Yeah, and then it would go in there. Crumbs in there. Cookie. I'd love that. Good impression. Good impression. Oh, do it then. Try. I said it is a good impression. I'm not oh. criticising you. Why so defensive? This is no place for irony, my man. We're one of the sincerest radio shows in Britain here on Radio X. But I'll try. Cookie! 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 You do it again, Matt, and I'll try and learn from you. Cookie! 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 Oh, it hurts. Oh, I don't like that at all. It's too high a price to pay. Do a jingle. Go on, do a jingle, Matt. We'll use this. We'll cut it up. a branded thing? You can't own cookies. Henson's dead. Cookie! <laughs> <laughs> We'd like There's to apologise to the Henson estate for uh, any damage match just done on them. Yeah, go on. So we're going to go to this... What about Yoda having the same voice as Kermit the Frog? I know. Why don't someone point out that Yoda, one of the great geniuses of our time, is talking the same way as that nitwit Kermit who could never be trusted. When are we going to, once for all, see that the Illuminati is behind them? Oh, much bigger you are. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute sham, isn't it, Matthew? It's silly. Now, weren't you going to tell us something about? Look, there's so many uh, things you're saying. Say? It's about Judas, Judas. Priest. Judas you're talking Priest, about Sesame right. Street. You, you're out of control. Down into a little vortex. I'll suck you into a vortex, my Ooh. man. Judas on. Priest on the 27th of April. Yeah, yeah. Me and you are going to go to right. this private showing, of and we're going to pressure Noel. And you get, we could get little tattoos if you want. I'm up for a tattoo. You what are we going to get? It doesn't have to be Judas Priest, but I don't want us to <laughs> overshadow their night. By How are we going to overshadow Judas Priest? Exactly. By simply living in the present by day? By simply turning up dressed as a beekeeper. <laughs> no. Saying, I'm Jesus! I'm a Jesus keeper! Look, I have an idea. Why don't, look, if we've all acknowledged that at least three of us have got tattoos of women from yesteryear, why don't we get tattoos done now of the Brotherhood of Man? The vast lot together united, yeah? Get an X on your bum cheek. <laughs> yeah, get an X. <laughs> X marks the spot, baby. This, this is for real. <laughs> Won't regret that. <laughs> no, because they could sack us quite soon, couldn't they? Let's face it, we're still waiting for the fallout for last week. That X could be turned into anything. X, X presenters. We'll just do another X when we're eventually hauled off the air. But, what, what, but can't we get a tattoo together, all of us, all the contributors of a show... It's no worse than... As long as it's what do you tiny get? and hidden. Yeah, but what is the tattoo going to be? People are going to want a us bee. to say pin pin because no, they love that. <laughs> a bee? A little bee? No, not a bee. Oh, not I love bees. Don't get a bee other bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that skin fever bee. What's going to live with him? Oh, oh, they're attacking him. Let's sting a little loop of fire around him. No, I, I, a bee would be quite good. But anyway, let, I, but I think we should... I'll go no. on the proviso that everyone gets a skin... Body tattoo on their body. Okay. <laughs> and will we be able to convince Noel Gallagher for getting one? But as long as... It, can we, like, choose a good one, not something that you've doodled on the back of a yeah. bag packet? All right, I've got a few doodles that I am thinking about, actually. Spiritual things. Spiritual. Very spiritual. Why don't we get sit down by... <laughs> <laughs> by James, tattooed on our bodies. Someone just held up a sign that says, Sit down, James. And I uh, really I first, confused. The first thing I did was sat down. <laughs> then the I remembered that I'm not called James. And then this happened. Russell Brand. Radio. 
Before we ever convinced that was James, sit down next to me. Well, like, how would we ever convince Noel Gallagher, a man who's very self-determined and obstinate, he still won't do an Oasis reunion? How are we going to get him to take a tattoo? Well, first of all, how's he ever going to go to a Judas Priest thing, right? Yeah. He's what do you not, mean? Well, he's a, he won't go. He's a mod. Mm-hmm. That's a rocker band. It's not the 1960s, mate, down oh, in Brighton, it, squabbling on the beach about bugger all. Oh, that was Michael Nitto! Well, I don't think their modern like rockers needed to even worry. They're both... They all liked motorbikes. They, they've got a motorbike, you've got a motorbike. And this is the, one of my talks what I'm giving in Jerusalem next month. <laughs> what would you have been? Mm, you wouldn't mm. have been one, would you? You'd have been like... With my mum at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you'd rise above those sort of... I've been in my Jesus outfit. your own thing. Yeah. You'd be called Zack Dandy and you'd wear a stripy suit. I'm Zack Dandy and I say, <laughs> why are you fighting each other when you shall be united against the system? Mods and rockers, you are all working class men and women. Fight together against I'm the... Don't you come take your... the animals. <laughs> hold my beard of bees. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> I should never have worn the sticky flower. Yeah, so we've got to get Noel to go there to a Judas Priest thing. We're all going to get a tattoo. What, on the inside of our wrists? Yeah, I'll do... I'll do wrists, um, legs. Send us your emails of Net. what you think we should no, get tattooed. Like. Be realistic. We're not going to get something stupid. I'd like it to be sort of sort of iconic. Something like a little cross or something. Or, I don't know, a yin-yang. Something like that. Something classy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 or is it, like, what could we get? Send us... Yeah. We, well, um... And then we can film it and put it on telly. Or we could get tattooed in here. All right. Why have we gone mad for tattoos all of a sudden? It's not 90. I'm trying to promote uh, the Cancer Trust. All right, that's nice. Well done. And well Judas done. Priest. And tattooing. And my friend. <laughs> well, you're getting a, a job lot of promotion there, Mr. Morgan. All right. Yeah, I'm up for doing it. What day of the week again? Is it 27th is it, of it's April? It's a Thursday or Tuesday. What is it? A Thursday. Well, as long as I'm not on my rebirth tour. Oh, he's on my tour. rebirth tour. What I'm doing. Which uh, Cancel that date. Rebirth tour. You can come if you want to. If you don't he's want to come, tour. you simply don't have to. You're on tour. Am I? What, on Friday the 27th? And what am I doing? Salisbury. 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 It's an Irish woman in charge. Salisbury there, that's Stonehenge. Oh, Henge. But what time could we have to go and get a tattoo? Let's get Stonehenge on our tattooed Stonehenge. Just one of them, and then it could be a bit spinal. And we could get, we could all get one. And then when we put our wrists together, we are the Henge men (laughs) and woman. We're the Henge men. We are the Henge men. Ancient druids dance round us. The Henge men. Oh yeah, all right. This is brilliant. I'm glad we joined the Henge men. Uh, It's really lifted my spirits. And I've been that Salisbury, and right opposite Stonehenge, there's a pig farm. And one day you go past, and it's like a lovely pig village. They've got Pig huts, pig corner shops, everything you can dream of for a pig. It's like a wonder world for sows. Sow now. Is it like a attraction that you can go to? No, it's like a pig farm. And then you go past one fine day. All the pigs are gone. Off to old bacon land, off to choppy chop villas. And that's a sad day. Don't they cull a few? They don't cull a few, mate. They wipe them out. What, in case the pigs tell the other pigs who've just arrived? I suppose so. Something bad happens on Thursdays. Listen, you better wise up on Thursdays, because I'm going to get your twizzly little tail around this pork snout. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they rush right. They take them all in one clean sweep. Ah, yeah. oh, but Stonehenge, the marvel of it. That was when I was staying in Glastonbury for a Have while. Have you touched it? No, you're not menu. Did you? No, I haven't. I've never There's a wire around I've it. Seen it. When they the have the solstice, no, you're meant to be able to go and touch it. it. It's part yeah, of you're not going to touch it, G. Aren't they going to build a tunnel underneath? Well, you're not going to push it over. It's massive and heavy and rock. 
the detritus from your hand could ruin us that hedge overnight. <laughs> Keep your palms off of my hedge. Up yours, Delors. That's what I say. <laughs> no, you don't we touch it. We should be allowed to touch it. What, because it's our hedge? Yes. You let us touch our hedge. You bloody pen-pushing bureaucrats, step aside. Like, what do you think on Salisbury Plains at Stonehenge may be where the next phase of this revolution begins? The spiritual side of things. I think mean, there's a lot of people who think that when you go there, mm. you see those people. They all look like they're thinking it a bit in their camo jackets with <laughs> daisies in their hair. Well, I love those people. Man downs lobsters and vodka before ocean escape. How many more times? <laughs> a 33-year-old man, the age of our Lord, ate two lobsters and downed 17 vodka oyster shots and six coronas. So what? Before dodging the bill and running into the sea. <laughs> you can't escape in the sea. You must know that that is doomed enterprise unless you are amphibious. No, you could swim out, swim underwater for a bit, wait for the tide to take you around the coast a bit and come back in. Perfect. He's a genius. If what happened? Swimmer, otherwise you'll die. He allegedly stole another six-pack of beer from the Surfers Paradise restaurant before police on jet skis arrested him on Sunday afternoon. What a glamorous and wonderful event. He's had loads of oysters, and now he's been busted by old Bill on jet skis. That's the way to live, isn't it? What a story to tell your children, and grandchildren, and lobsters. Staff from the Omeros Brothers Seafood restaurant chased the man after he allegedly fled, because this is, you know, it's not gone to court yet, fled the restaurant and dived into the ocean. Lifeguards towed police officers out into the water on the back of jet skis. Towed the police officers. What were the police officers on? And I don't like the idea of they towing them up their, up their groins. <laughs> yeah, come on, buddy. We got to uh, we got to apprehend like, this criminal. They towed them on the back of jet skis to talk to the man. Hey, listen, pal. What you've done there is unacceptable. Get on the back of this fella's jet ski, and we'll talk about it on the shore. And this sounds like an excuse. A police spokesman said officers were concerned about the man's safety because of how drunk he was. Who we just worried about him, really? Hey, listen, pal, we all like just... a bit of fun. I've done a very similar thing myself. I stole a shrimp just yesterday and jumped in a pond. But let me tell you, you're taking a grave risk. Officers were forced to jump into the water to bring the man back to shore after he refused to get out of the water. Oh, oh. I'm staying in here. I've done things like that, and I like when I wouldn't get off a the lot, back of a yeah. van. I've yeah. done a lot of things where I've refused to get down off of things or out of it's things. It's really annoying when you do that. Not you. I mean, when one, when one does that, when you what when, when you've you gone st- too far, when you go, no, I won't do that, and you're stuck. I've done that. Stormed yeah. off. When into have you a done shed. it? When I was a kid, I stormed into a shed. shed storms, and then you're just in a shed. I know, so it's awful in there. I had to wait a while and then just the storm from the shed to the house. You stormed back. And then as I'm I went, still storming. Yeah. Still you angry. You can't stop me storming. And I wanted to be in that shed and I finished what I was doing in there. I've had a good look at the, the flymo. Roald Dahl was in there finishing off another classic and I enjoyed it thoroughly. But now I'm back, baby. The man from Northern Gold Coast. This sounds like a fairy story. Was charged with one count Australia, of stealing Australia. and two counts of serious assault after allegedly resisting arrest. Resisting's not assault, just resisting. That's just keeping it's a bit cool. still. Yeah, and also maybe he was just floating around in the sea. Yeah, you can't blame him for what old Mother Ocean does, as I call her. This, this is, is Radio X. Russell Brand. And if that don't wet your whistle, buy something else. A man from the US has taken out a giant advertisement in the Times, a British newspaper, stating that he's the rightful king of England and will claim his historic royal estate, all lands and assets and titles within 30 days, sir, over my dead body. 
In the feature-length soliloquy, Alan V, Evans from Wheat Ridge, Colorado... He's Alan V. Evans. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm already on board. <laughs> Regalising him. Alan V. <laughs> oh, all right, sir. Welcome, sir. Oh, best of luck to you. Best of luck. Oh, doesn't he look beautiful? Doesn't he, hey? Oh, it makes you proud, doesn't it? Makes you bloody proud. Because in a way, what is a king? It's only made up, isn't it? Big lump of history. Well, yeah. Tumbling through time. Have this American. It's Bring him in. grab. They grabbed loads of land. They nicked it Rich off the... families just took loads of land and said, this is ours. We're having that. Right, Al. We're behind you, King Al. He says that he's from Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Over my dead body. No, he is. He's a descendant of the Royal Welsh line from the 3rd century. Mr Evans also asserts in Tuesday's paper that he's a descendant of Canada Vledig, the founder of the Kingdom of Wales. He writes, Alan Fifth Evans is a direct descendant of an unbroken line of primogeniture... Line, a prim primogeniture line legally documented since the 3rd century and hereby gives legal notice to all his relatives, Welshmen, Scots, Manx, ugh, all Britons and any and all interested parties and persons in 30 days' time that said Alan V Evans shall claim his royal estate. Mr Evans closed the advert by saying that freedom and egalitarianism shall be promoted and he vowed to make Britain great once again. And I, I when they showed a picture of the Queen's breakfast table. Yeah, what was wrong with it? Tupperware and stuff like <laughs> it. A lot of old oh, well, rubbish. Well, Fun-sized box of Rice Krispies. Oh, your majesty, love. You're queen of England. Have a lobster, girl. Enjoy yourself. Put your feet up. Have some caviar. But King Alan, what's he going to do? He's going to bring about egalitarianism. He, he concludes, Lady Britannia, who has contributed so much to culture and the history of the world, shall be renewed and made great once again. He's got some great ideas. For the legend was not a myth, but indeed true. Oh, he's good. And more than a mere Tolkien story that the men of the West are now returning. And now is the time of the return of the king. I should so write this guy's speeches. not Tolkien, and then he uses Return of the King, yeah. which is a name of a Tolkien book. Yeah. He's a fool. He's gone and line his bloody facts up. Are you talking or you're not talking? Talking or not talking? Evan stated that he will entertain no questions from the press until the matter is settled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not discussing that until this. You better get on your knees, buddy, hey, if you want to know. Or is it an Elvis comeback in 1968? Fellowship, I'm not doing Fellowship one of those of rings, things. Twin Towers, Return of the King. Don't no. list them off all proud of yourself, you bloody geek. Russell Brand. This. Radio X. That was Oasis. Stop crying your heart out. I don't think we need a king. Just get on without them. Don't you think, Matt? Yes, Russell. What have you got there? No you leaders. You shut up. No, don't follow leaders. Watch your parking meters. What are you doing? Shuffling through your papers like that? Just, you know, trying to have some semblance of professionalness. Yeah, well, don't go too mad. Radio X, you listen to Radio X this Easter Sunday. A time of resurrection, a time of rebirth, which is the name of my tour, as you know. A time of regeneration, re-energising. The earth is alive. Ah, hope. Possibility. Didn't they? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Britain. What have you got to say for yourself, Matthew? Anything? Got anything for this link? Because otherwise I'll make something up. Any views on koalas? Koalas. Met any ever? No. Idiots. Met a few in my time. Don't, Don't say trust you're getting them. one of them as well. Why not? Because they only eat eucalyptus leaves and you haven't got any of those. I've got one. Got one on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what else have I got to say to you about? Uh, there's my university education going bloody well. Really rather well. I'm pretty sure there was something I did. Oh yeah, bees. Yeah, kill order the bees. Hmm. You're actually on your phone. I'm trying to look at things that we can talk about. What? 
I'll email myself some stuff. Go on then, Judas Matt. Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> if Judas Priest haven't been talked about this much on the wireless for 20 years, my man. Anyone listening to this now that's woken up from a coma, I think they've only been in it 25 seconds, and someone's going to have to explain why their children have gone bald. You haven't asked me why my fingers are bleeding. I'll ask you something, my man. I look over at those hands. Either you're the new Michael Jackson, and let's face it, your wife did recently <laughs> accuse you of being a paedophile, or there's some other reason for those... Things on your fingers. Go on, what's happened to your hands, mate? Oh. I was moving furniture because I've lost my office at home. I'm not surprised where you treat your landlady, what you said about her. Oh. <laughs> I've had a look at those skulls on the wall, and they're actually very tasteful. Beautiful. It's tasteful, isn't it? Are we going to put that on the I internet, or is it too private of your house? Beautiful. Tasteful. Lovely decor. Yeah, well, that's lovely. dealt with now, by just knowing that you've seen them. Right. Um, no, I was Definitely mo- not. Shush. <laughs> I was moving furniture because mm. I've lost my office. I had to give it up for one of my children. Why? Cause, well, because... They can't work in an office. baby. Right. She's moving out of our bedroom. So she needs the room that Cohen's in. So mm. he moves up the oh. ladder to my office. So I lose my office. My desk goes up to my bedroom like a teenager. Oh, you've been really suffered in this land grab, haven't well, you? Look, and then, in doing so, in this, you know, belittling little adventure i slashed my hand open mm. carrying furniture mm. and i thought <clears throat> when i did it mm. i thought that's i sort of blamed my children yeah i don't blame you for blaming right? them and there's a lot of blood mm-hmm. and then i texted to my wife before i'd even put plasters on and actually while the blood was running on the screen and squeezed smudging about into the sink so it looked worse did you did you really worn gloves when i did that Expecting her to go, oh my goodness. Did yeah. you actually squeeze blood into the sink, mate? Yeah, I did. That's the sort of like me laying at the bottom of the stairs when I was a teenage boy and pretending to have fallen down and did for that attention. As well. What's wrong or with I, us? Sometimes I used to go to bed and think, I'm going to cry. So when they come to bed, I'll still be crying. <laughs> and they really try and keep crying. It's probably about nine o'clock <laughs> and they weren't going to come to bed. So by that, I mean my parents. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the commune. But, yeah, so, but then I was thinking I was going to make a big deal out of mm-hmm. it and sort of moaned to my wife and then I remembered that she lost about five pints of blood once for our children. So. Giving birth to it. Yeah. So, um, just, you know. but so it's only a little thing, bit of blood. Guess what I've got to have that starts with V. Tetanus jab. That starts with V. Vetness. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, but before you go off down this... Well, no, go off down there. Go on. A vasectomy. You have not got to have a vasectomy. Don't have it, mate. Don't do it. You'll regret it. It's the You've worst thing. You've done it to all the animals on your compound. No, no. I just was having a wee nibble. But that's every single one of those snips is reversible. No one's been done. Well, Morrissey. But not Bear. He's still still got his one. And we await the second one any day now. It'll be out in no time at all. It's like a little lovely cabbage cream egg. Lovely. Big and delicious as the day is Has he got one ball? Yeah. That's because he's Hitler. I told you he was a fascist. <laughs> How dare you liken my my hound, my Alsatian, yeah, my Alsatian. German shepherd, yes, exactly. to the Fuhrer of Germany, one sense. of the cruelest men in history, Adolf Hitler. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm going to have... Don't do it, man. I'm going to have a vasectomy. Why? Because it's Don't only my children. fair, I've been told. No, you can get an injection, can't you? Just what? have an injection. What do you mean? I know. Go to sleep. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Heroin would be preferable. I mean, what are you thinking? Why Don't do it. Why are you so against it? And why are you so... Like, you're getting actually, like, quite riled up from the, the whole scrotum. <laughs> Snipping the pipe. That's the mainframe. That's where all of the justice <laughs> yeah, you comes you from. Could, well, you snip that I loose. Said, Where's it going to go? All your scrizzle. I think. No, like, don't cut off your scribble, I've mate. spoken to people who've had it, and they reckon nothing really changes. Things change. Things change. I think psychologically, for a while, I will think, 
I'm not as tough as I used to be. <laughs> it's not that that stops coming out. It's the actual spermatosa. Sperm. Yeah. The yeah, no, where are they going? They just don't. Well, they're just lazing around in they, there. They, I don't know what happens to them. Mate, you've got to be so careful these days before snipping off the old pipekin. I've had, I was going to say three then. I've had two children. Mm. That's enough. My Is wife it? does not want to go through childbirth again, and I'm not going to put her through it. So, mm. it's rubber up. Or, which never worked. Nah, you always bore of it, didn't it. you? What's the point? You You've always think, do it. you do it once, and then next time you say, I'm not bothering. Oh no, thank you, Matthew. Matt, thanks, Neil. I think it's a terrible mistake. I'm against it. Well, look, this wounding of your hand is a sign from the Lord. I tells you on this Easter holiday. Let me tell you a little bit about Carl Jung. Now, Carl Jung, in the early days of his practice, he saw a fella. He was a he was a pilot for Swiss Air. He came and saw old Carl Jung, who was a psychiatrist at the time. He goes, Carl, I'm having a terrible time of it. Depression, whatnot. Carl Jung says, tell me a bit about yourself. He says, well, I'm a pilot for Swiss Air. I live at home with my mum. Now, Carl Jung immediately deduced this fella needed to move out from with his mum and to stop being a pilot for Swiss Air. He promptly told the fella as much in session one. You need to stop living with your mum, stop being a pilot for Swiss Air. The geezer goes off, does it. Next week, appointment time comes around. The fella don't turn up. Following week, fella don't turn around. Carl, Carl Jung thinks I better reach out, see what's going on with this fella because he's, you know, beginning of his practice, probably needs the patience, needs his work. Got a graft, didn't he, Carl Jung? Calls up or writes a letter, I don't know what the days was. He finds out that the bloke had given up his job and left his mum, got a new flat and had fallen down the stairs, crushed himself all up, banded himself all nutty. Carl Jung learned right there to take your time before you make a decision. He also learned that we are spoken to through signs, even seemingly accidental events like tumbling down the stairs. That's a sign from the old Lordio. Now you slashing your uh, hands when you're trying to move that, that not desk. Proof yes, of yes, it's proof. It's proof. It's proof. And then he fell down the stairs, which could have happened at any time. But it didn't happen at any time. It happened when the man rushed it. And now I'm saying there that mark on your hand, a slash on the hand. It's a bad, bad sign. Mull that over while listening to something that you may or may not need. It's the advert. This is Radio X. Russell Brand. Welcome back to the show. It's Russell Brand on Radio X. We have Mr G and, of course, Matt Snip the Pipe. Play the pipe a piece, Morgan. Look at this. Male contraceptive injection, 96% effective. That oh, means you've got that. to have sex That's 100 fine. times on the right day for them even to have one baby. Come on. The news babies. comes from a study looking at a new type of male contraceptive injection, which was found to be effective. But side effects... Look, I'm not going to read out the side effects. because <laughs> I think the it's the side thing. effects. Matt, all I'm saying, I say let's take the old jib-jab. We'll do it at the Judas Priest show. We'll get a little tattoo and I'll inject you all nice full of Contro juice. Yeah? Tell me what the side effects are. A little bit of acne and some mood swings. Now, who's going to notice? <laughs> you oh, can... not even that. That's hormonal. That just... No way. You what do you that mean? Because that's an injection of lady hormones. It won't be lady hormones. Let's do some research. 320 healthy men involved received contraceptive injections every eight weeks. And One chap said, I've never felt better <laughs> in my bloody life. I'd do it any time. Yeah, Another yeah. fella said, to think I was concerned Considering snipping the old pipekin. I regret it. <laughs> full of oestrogen to change their curtains. Well, it is Easter, Rudgen, so why not? Anyway, what's the point in not being a little bit more feminine this Easter? No, I don't want that. I'd rather just have... Just keep having kids. It'll be all right. We'll find a way. Oh, God. If you want, I'll bring it up like in Blood Brothers or in Moses. <laughs> How many children are you going to have? Nine. Laura. I mean, you can't even say that to another man. You've got to say how many... Are you, as a couple, going to have? 
Yeah, I know, because I'm definitely only having them with Laura. I would like loads more. I plenty more. like that. I just meant you can't... It's not up to the man. They haven't got carries as well. It's hard work for... It's hard work. <laughs> you didn't do anything. You were barely wanted to leave your house. I was ever so helpful. Laura said I'd done well with those lights. What lights? Well, I was doing the lighting, weren't I, and the berth, making oh, sure the Atmos God. was tip-top. You did your wrist, did you? One point I did, as a matter of fact, because I turned it up too bright. <laughs> I was trying to get a climactic <laughs> <Your> feel. <laughs> John michel Jarre style, I was doing it, mate. Oh, is that the job they gave you? Mm, I wasn't what allowed the near the baby. Delivered the child. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate, it was a great day, a great day for not only for me, but for Britain. Now, what I want to know is, uh, so have we convinced you just to get the contraceptive jab? No, that sounds worse to me. Mm. I understand. Yeah, that's the, an operation, mate. If Look, I'd like, to, bad. I'd like to be present for the procedure, to dabble about in there with a chopstick, <laughs> just to make sure it all goes well and they don't snip the wrong bit. <clears throat> in the old days, you'd lay on a couch for two weeks with ice on you. That's what you're doing it for, isn't you? The time off. You think you can lay there with a lap full of ice, <laughs> smoking endless cigarettes, and watching Home and Away. I don't well, let smoke me tell you, or watch Home and Away. Either way, you know no. we belong together. <laughs> it's Home and Away. <laughs> no, I, I think you should reconsider. Have you asked any grown-ups whether or not this is a good idea? Yes, I've asked men who've had it done, and they said, "Oh yeah, it's great." Have and, the sneak. and it's like your wife's gone. Otherwise, your wife has to go on to like. The pill, which mm. is messes with the hormones and stuff like that. So, and after two childbirths, right? Mm. These, I, I commend you for being so stupid. But what I will say <laughs> <laughs> is, you should think again. This is from not from me, but Dave. Dave. Dear Russell, Dave, one night in London, I was getting ready to embark on the long walk back from Blackfriars Bridge to Whitechapel as I spent all my money and couldn't afford a cab. Just then a black cab crawled over in front of me and a, and a drunk gentleman in a suit stepped out and proceeded to attempt a runner. Ooh. Ooh. Robbing a cab. So, this fellow runs out, tries to do a, 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 doing a runner. The cabbie, whilst portly, was still nippy and caught him easily. He slammed him into a car right in front of me and held him by his throaty. There may have been a very minor headbutt. Ooh. The drunk man shouted, You assaulted me. I'm calling the police, you. <laughs> Sensing an opportunity, I stepped towards him and said, No, he didn't. I saw it all. The cabbie smiled at me. The drunk, suited man looked at me like he hated me. Fascinating stuff. I thought then return the cabbie would offer me a free ride home. But it didn't turn out like that. The cab driver did tell me to get in, but along with a drunk man, whom the drunk man, who drove to a cash point, due to black cabs not having front passenger seats, I had to sit alongside the drunk man, oh, no. who I just basically performed a citizen's arrest on. It was awkward. I did eventually get a lift home, and me and the drunk man are now married. <laughs> That's from Dave. <laughs> Except the last bit, I did add that, obviously. That's mm. quite a nice little story. Because of the crusading element. Have you ever tried to crusade and bring about justice, Matt? You know me, of course. Ooh. If ever I see the police talking to anyone, I always go over and go, You alright? What's going on here then, lads? Is everything alright? Yeah? You okay? Is he troubling you? Yeah? Anything alright? Do you do that? Uh, I sometimes look over. Look I, over? I get I'm over. on the police's side. <laughs> I like the police as well. So, why are you saying that? <laughs> I don't know. Just felt that saying saying for a while. Um, Who's the old Sabox? Yeah, you've met people like Harmonica Matt, didn't you? Who was that? That bloke? Oh, yeah. I was, when, when dear old Harmonica Matt from yesteryear. I think I rescued him from the police. Made, yeah, you've made friends with by doing that. When police are arresting someone, you go over and go, Hey, observe okay. his human rights, yeah? Hey, is his human right being observed? Is your human right okay there, pal? He just headbutted a baby. Yeah, so what? <laughs> hey, he probably had a terrible trial, did you? I quite liked it. Yeah, no wonder you headbutted a baby. You're probably jealous of it still being one. 
Yeah, no, I mean, fair enough. I do like uh, Harmonica Matt. And if he's still out there, Harmonica Matt, if you're listening to this and not, let's face it, as we all expect, dead in a ditch, then we'd like you to call <coughs> right Unfortunately, in. Unfortunately, his name isn't Harmonica Matt and he doesn't know that that's what you called him. Right. So he doesn't If you think I that. might be calling you Harmonica Matt, <laughs> you, tr- you play a harmonica and you once sang a song called this. There's something wrong with my baby, there's something wrong with me. You used to sing it at the bottom of the stairs at Liverpool Street Station. Those stairs that move up and down. You know the ones. Escaliers, I believe they're called. Should we listen to the Black Keys' Golden Ceiling while we try and work out what the hell's wrong with this dirty little circle we call Wilt? Russell Brand. Radio X. That was the Black Keys and one of their records. Dear Rusty Old Russ, Mr Rocket's old pal, says Sam, I've got a favour to ask you. My Mars turning 60 at the end of this week. I've got a ticket to come and see you at Cheltenham Town Hall on July the 20th as a present. If you felt the urge to make my mum's most extra special 60th birthday present ever, it will be the only 60th birthday, after the gig, could you give her a kiss and a selfie? She and I are both big fans of yours and you're a big source of inspiration for what I do on my website ethicalrevolution.co.uk thanks mate if you do get to read this from Sam I did get to read it and in Cheltenham yes Jenny oh she's not here someone for heaven's sake make a note for me to go up and kiss every woman who looks about 60 because he doesn't put her name or any details about it and let's face it at my gigs these days there's a lot of them this isn't the eyeshadow days of 2006 very mixed every all the colors of the rainbow all the ages of the kaleidoscope all mixed in together in one utopian about people bringing babies people started to bring babies for a while i guess they wanted them to be blessed i was at one gig and there was a couple of babies there one was three months anointed yeah uh one was three months one was six months i was like how many babies are there in here because i was shouting out into the darkness and the baby voices kept coming back at me really it was like being at some weird they couldn't get a babysitter so they just thought one just bought it because she wanted to and then the other one i'd like after i'd rinsed out enough material out of the first baby i thought i can't do any more baby related stuff i went and talked to the first baby Lovely little thing it was, three months old. My baby had only just been born at the time. I was fascinated to have a glimpse of what lay down the road three months off, you know. Mm. And then there's another one, six months. I thought, I can't keep doing this. But babies, just babies. Who brings a baby? Some One person came with a whole fleet of ten-year-olds, a whole row of them, ten-year-olds. It's gig where so you talk about... Mindless filth and highfalutin filth too. I mean, God, all the amount of T.S. Eliot that gets quoted, but a lot of it's <laughs> disgusting also. Yeah, hang on. I wouldn't take a ten-year-old. Yeah, because like cinema, like you know, that's very well regulated. Very well regulated. They could just walk into your gigs with children. They just walked in with a whole row of nippers. I mean, what's going on, Matt? Yeah, and like sometimes very. Like I mean. Well, I, it's weird. It's weird because I talk about fatherhood quite a lot, and I go, "I could be if you were born between like ninety six to two thousand one, I could be your dad." Not that I will be, you know. I was very careful, <laughs> but like, but like, I don't uh, think you were. You're, no, the way you're telling me not to have a vasectomy. Yeah, why you is sound that? Like a get about. <laughs> do you think I do, sir? A little you're get about. Okay, like rather poke that wand around without a due care, a due concern. I oh, wouldn't have been nice to have lived in the old vampire days, Matt. You know, vampire days. <laughs> hundred years or so ago just wandering up and down these streets of london that i'm looking at now the days of assassin's creed the i've six- got a book about victorian london what was it, it like didn't sound like it was that good i've always wanted to know what do you mean because it smelt everywhere hmm. people yeah. had to walk around with a little clutch of flowers against their nose. a nose gay it was called a nose gay yeah what's wrong with that i'd like that. hay fever 
just get a different type of nosegay or put up with a smell. I mean, don't you think you'd grow acclimatised? Don't you think even the inside of our own nostrils stink to eye heaven if we were to ch not to have tuned it out? I mean, you'd probably learn to love the fish market and the hangman's corner and <laughs> elephant man's <laughs> bum cleft in time. I think you would have flourished in Victorian London. I would have done well. I'd have risen to the top. I think Queen Victoria herself most likely would have invited me around to entertain her, wouldn't she? Would she? Perhaps. Mm. So what about little Tom Thumb? He went round. <laughs> what? <laughs> little Tom Thumb! P.T. Barnum's greatest act ever, Tom Thumb. He were only as big as a grasshopper, but the lad, by Jove, would he entertain him was with his song person? and dance. Of course he was. Look him up. Old Tom Thumb. He was an American lad, and then they brought him over to meet, uh, to perform in England. His first gig, Oxford Street, went terribly badly. But he kept... What was his, his show? Was just a bit of song small. and dance, but he's only tiny, Matt. No, what? the thing was, yes, he was small. By God, was he perfectly formed. And they say he could tell a joke or two, and his singing and dancing was top-notch. Obviously, Her Majesty had a... Oh, Matthew. And then P.T. Barnum, that was his manager, Barnum said, why don't we hold a salon for the aristocracy? They'll love little Tom Thumb. And he was right, you know, just off German Street, they held a salon, and all the aristocracy come to see him. The aristocracy mentions it to Her Majesty, the Queen of England. Tom Thumb gets the ultimate gig. Buck house. He's on his way there. They dress him up in a lovely little blue velvet suit. P.T. Barnum puts on the self-same garments. Who's P.T. Barnum, his manager? The great P.T. Barnum, the oh, great really? showman. He put together all the world's best freaks, bearded ladies and other people, possibly with disabilities, that P.T. Barnum exploited for money. So, similar story to Elephant Man, who became friends with the Hoi Polloi. Yeah, but Barnum wouldn't have touched elephant man he's got no act yes he did what being grateful no 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 <laughs> barnum needs more being than that really grateful <laughs> he would want him to have a unicycle or something matt oh, he couldn't have done that no that's right and that's why there's no place for you at barnum's my man you'll have to step aside but tom thumb he could do everything they took him there they say and uh was he a child was he uh how old was at he? first he was a child he was a seven-year-old child but as time went on so did he little tom thumb he moved with the times he jumped up on the piano and barnum played played a few tunes of a fair old lick and tom thumb danced up there. The Queen said it went quite well but she weren't blown away. But as Barnum and little Tom Thumb were leaving, one of the Queen's spaniels she kept him at the time, pursued him and little Tom Thumb, quick as a flash, whipped out his sword and pretended to fence with the animal to the delight of Queen Victoria. She rolled her eyes and threw her head back with laughter and said he must come again. Do you know little Tom Thumb must have entertained Her Majesty three, four times? Really? It becoming much beloved and then becoming a big star in the process. He went on, lived a long time, got married to another little person, had babies. That's Tom Thumb, everyone. <laughs> a little fella of the old days. So what do you think about that? That actually was quite interesting. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot we were on the radio and I was just like, all history should be garbled at you. <laughs> <laughs> Garbled history with me, Russell Brand. Do you want to have it got next week? I'll be. Tom Thumb was from a song or from a nursery rhyme or something. Well, I think he was from a nursery rhyme, and that's why Barnum used that Ooh, existing that knowledge right, okay. to just like the old religions. That's why, mate. Pagan stuff. Well, if you like Easter, mate, that's when Jesus was born, so you're going to get on with this just fine. Oh, I'll tell you what, though, you're the, the, the pain who you're worshipping now, he's the bloody devil in our one. He comes across <laughs> very badly, very badly indeed. So you might want to think twice before worshipping him. Dum, 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 dum. Do we need a poem now from old Mr. G? Bum, 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 bum. Would you like this show summarised lyrically? I bloody well would. It's about to happen now to wrap up the show. Mr. G, take us out, please, baby. Poet Laureate of the show. Okay, this poem is called Seminal Druids. This world anoints <laughs> us with holy water, so let us float on seven seas. For man is mainly fluid, but the flow of credit disturbs all peace. On this day of resurrection where death meets life reborn, what rests behind us greets the future, so let's make it clap and all applaud. 
From new news to mini moos, such creativity takes many forms. Maybe alien eyes are ever watching for the queen bee to announce her swarm. So let our emotions form your dreams. As our Don Tien taps into streams, here's a small snip from our Easter Sundays with the showmanship of our beliefs. Woo! Mr. G, all on the mic, how does he do it? He summarised the show. He brought it all back to life. The show was resurrected by G himself on Easter. That it may live again. You can listen to the podcast of this show if you want to. Why don't you then? Or you can listen to Under the Skin. Or you can come see Russell Brand oh, Rebirth no. Tour if you just can't get enough of this guy. Look at people that actually know me, gasping in despair. <laughs> Bored of me and sick. Here's an advert for some other stuff. You've heard enough adverts out of me. Love you, bye. Radio X. Russell Brand.